Last week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched The Crown, Season 4, Episode 9, Avalanche. In that episode, Dinah and Charles, they argued a, a lot. They're not happy. Uh, it seems like they want a divorce. And, uh, yeah, they're going to follow up on that and more on the season finale of Season 4 of The Crown this week. We're talking about that on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And for the last time with this cast, we are back. I mean, for on Lord of Grantham Podcast for the last time for a while with the Crown. I mean, the next season isn't until 2022, so this is adios for now on the Crown. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, we'll we'll do a recap next week uh, of the past two seasons, and you know, combine all the power rankings and stuff. And yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. But there's been a lot of news this past week, Dave. I don't know if you've been following it at all. Oh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Kevin Doyle, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Mosley from Down Abbey, has been cast in The Witcher on Netflix. There you have it. <laughs> That's the bomb. Yeah. I know a lot of you have been waiting to see what he'd do next or where, where you could find him, and there you go. Look no further. Friend of the podcast. He is, he's the new um, Henry Cavill's been recast by Kevin Doyle, <laughs> yeah. right? That is correct. Mosley is now The Witcher. Superman, Superman was not doing the job. Mm-hmm. Who's the next great hero? <laughs> Mosley. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, Do we know how big of a role? No. I, it's funny. He still doesn't even have his, uh, a certified Instagram. Uh, and it is his Instagram. It definitely he has like personal photos and stuff. So I I don't know. A handful of episodes. What's his follower account? What's what's Mr. Mosley looking like on the gram? I, my, my phone is on airplane mode right now. So I uh, can't tell you. Okay, first first uh, fan to send tell us you get a you get a shout out next week. It, it's actually close to twenty thousand followers. All right, never mind. <laughs> I, I just did a quick Google search, so there you go. Kevin Doyle official at Instagram, uh, but he does not have the check mark. All right, well maybe the Witcher will get him that check mark. Maybe this will be the thing that pushes him over uh, the line there. With twenty thousand unverified, I feel like. He's hovering, and in, in if we just send him a DM, we could do an interview with Kevin Doyle territory. I mean, what are we waiting for? <laughs> hey, we shook your hand that one time at That's Down Abbey Live. Let's do it. Um, Remember us? He'd be like, the only two men there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, big news, though. I mean, we didn't really talk about it at all last week. It was kind of bubbling in the news where there was these accusations that Meghan Markle was bullying people at the palace. It seemed like a bunch of malarkey, and that's why we didn't really talk about it. We're, we're all only in the business mm-hmm. of the fiction that The Crown puts out. Uh, things have boiled over, though. Uh, <laughs> not not the fiction that The Crown puts out. The fiction that Netflix, The Crown, <laughs> yeah, puts out. Yeah, should, should asterisk that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, have you tracked this at all? Have you been watching any of this stuff with Meghan Harry? I mean, I, I I read the CNN article about the interview, but I don't really track what was going on before. Uh, it, it seems like it's it's similar to what we're seeing here with Diana, uh, where this lady, Meghan Markle, she, she wanted to marry the lover of her life, uh, Harry. Uh, <laughs> last name, can't recall off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> Kidding. But, uh, yeah, she wanted to marry Harry, and uh, he... She just wasn't. She didn't realize what that that meant <laughs> when you when you marry into this family. 
you know, mm-hmm. that they you have to you're marrying the family essentially, and you don't get to live your own mm-hmm. life. And it was tearing her apart, just being trapped at home, being silenced essentially. They told her to stay home, and she just couldn't live her life. And then there was a lot of toxic behavior from the family. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a story out there that uh, Meghan Markle had made uh, Kate uh, uh, cry, and uh, that was not true, as she revealed in the interview with Oprah. It, it, it was Kate who made Meghan cry because of these butterfly uh, gowns, dresses, or whatever, bridesmaids' dresses, something along those lines. Uh, just a lot of... Folks, you, you probably already looked this stuff up. It's not up to us to really recap this for you. Just go look up a, a CNN article, and, and you'll, you'll find it out. Just like but, I did. Do do the amount of work that I did. But the but the biggest, <laughs> the, the few biggest things that, that I want to talk about is there was a conversation of what the baby would look like. And as soon as that news mm-hmm. came up in the, the cycle, I sent Dave a gif of uh, Matt Smith as Prince Phil <laughs> smirking because that's where my mind went. Prince Phil, who has a history of saying racist things, why wouldn't he be the one who started this conversation? That's true. That's true. I mean, he's also, what, 98 when this happened? So yeah. his his uh, senilism or however however senile he is mm-hmm. it's definitely coming out in spades well dave who do you think said that though who do you think started that conversation well they say it wasn't the royal family that do said they? that i'm pretty sure that's the word is that it wasn't any of the people it was the uh it was the martin Treteris or the uh what's our old friend <laughs> from seasons one and two. Oh, oh. uh with the mustache, <laughs> we are so Tommy LaSalle. Tommy LaSalle. We're so bad at covering the show, but we we're, we're into it. Um, now I, I had heard it. They didn't deny. Who, they didn't say who it came from, but the night denied who it came from. So the only names that were not denied were were I think William and, and Charles. And I think the idea of what I've been reading is that it was Charles who may have had that had started that conversation. Uh, About the color of the skin? Yeah. Charles is trash, dude. Don't know if you got the memo. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and the, the real issue here, and that's, this is why Harry and William aren't getting along, is William is kind of, I think, in alignment with Charles. You know, just, he's going to follow him on the throne, and, you know, there's certain protocols to, to follow and everything. And that is why uh, Harry and William uh, are not getting along. Uh, Harry said offhandedly uh, that you know uh, Charles has stopped taking his calls, uh, mm-hmm. which a lot of people say out there. He he, he deliberately put, put that out there. But you watch the interview; the way he kind of says it so quickly and offhandedly, I feel like he doesn't even realize what he's saying when he says it. Like you know, this is the <laughs> Prince Charles, you're, you know, one of the biggest dudes in the world, is just blowing you off. Um, it's it's kind of insane. It, you know, it really kind of shows that okay, as much as the crown is made up, all these this rigidness to, to what they have in place is really, you know, it's there. It, it, it takes a toll mm-hmm. on this. It's family. real. It, it, it's rough. Uh, so you're saying Charles hugs who he wants to hug and pick calls who he wants to call. I think that's, that's, that's the case, you know? Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, how that plays out. There's so much to unpack here. Honestly, I don't even know where you start. Uh, so I have I have a question for yeah. you. Maybe for our Patreon, mm-hmm. we should watch the interview and and break it down. Power rankings on the interview. So no, I was thinking what I was thinking watching this is 
I, I didn't know if we should jump the gun and do the Diana interview. Oh, we should do both. But considering that won't be available until the, the Crown won't fictionalize it until 2022. At minimum, end of next year. That's nearly two years away. Yeah. So that's yeah. So we, I think, why don't we do both of them for this month's Patreon? Yeah. And you, you, you know, you said the Princess Diana interview. What people forget is that Prince Prince Charles also talked too. He had his own segment. So there's two sides. Okay. We don't want to do. <laughs> we don't want to do eight hours of content for our <laughs> Patreon. I mean, the one thing that was running through my mind though, and do we want to do this now or save it for our Patreon listeners? Who do you? Who does the Crown? If they were to cover this, who do they cast? <laughs> In this story, as Prince Harry, yeah, who's Prince Harry? And Ma- well, guess who you cast as Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle, you cast like a girl from Suits, Meghan Markle. Okay, I mean Prince Harry said on. Do you think she would do it? No, not in a million years. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Well, who would you cast as Prince Harry? Uh, Prince Harry. Well, he he had said on James Corden, uh, Damian Lewis, who I think is a little too old for him. I think it's more what? Yeah. He- He's like 35 years old. Yeah. 36. I think it's more like a Rupert Grant, you know, the the most, uh, you know, identifiable ginger out there who lived through, you know, his own kind of media, mm-hmm. you know, circus growing up. And we know that Rupert Grant does take his, his physique seriously. Absolutely. So it wouldn't be, you know, if this were to happen, it would have to happen soon because Rupert's our age. Yeah. I think he's actually a new father as of a few months ago. And uh, Meghan Markle, I could see like a, a Zoe Kravitz type or something like that. Or Meghan Markle. Or Meghan Markle. Well, I, Though, yeah, that girl, I, the girl from Suits who looks like Meghan Markle would be. I mean, good. the thing that blows my mind is that uh, Tyler Perry offered for the the couple to come stay at his his home, his large like compound that he has in Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Medea has shown more kindness to this family than Prince Charles. Have you seen Prince Charles' net worth? Someone brought it up. I, I I did not look at this until someone brought it up, and he is not what is offering any funding or protection for this family. It's twice as much as Queen Elizabeth. More than that. Twice as much? What, because of investments and stuff like that? I guess. Queen Elizabeth is worth near a half billion dollars. Like 490 million something. Prince Charles is worth 1.4 billion, according to Google <laughs> searching. Wait, what did you say the Queen was? The Queen is about 494 million, and Charles okay. is 1.4 billion. Yeah. He doesn't have the money, but Tyler Perry... Medea has the money to take care of this family. Who plays Tyler Perry in The Crown <laughs> season seven? Oh boy! <laughs> if there was a season seven, yeah. who plays Tyler? <laughs> so it would have to be someone who's in their like mid thirties now. Well, he's in like he's like almost fifty, or, I think. So somebody in their early forties could Idris Elba play Tyler? Perry? <laughs> I'd love to see that. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I was thinking like Jamie Foxx, someone who has like a history of cross-dressing in his acting profession who's done that as dressed as a woman many times I feel and Jamie Foxx is an Oscar winner it leads uh, lends some credibility to this I, I could see that but I just Elba I what love about that John, John David Washington yeah even that's a good that's a good choice too <laughs> or no you know who should play him Charles from Ballers oh I don't see that I don't see that at all no <laughs> you wouldn't give Charles a rub who plays who plays 99 year old Prince Phil <laughs> Skeletor? No, Ray Fiennes in his Voldemort makeup. Ah, there we go. (laughs) Just close to to death. I mean, Dave. The Crypt Keeper. They just bring the Crypt Keeper. (laughs) Yeah, from Tales of the Crypt. (laughs) This is wrong. It's so wrong. What's he up to? What's the Crypt Keeper? (laughs) Well, Prince Prince Phil is still alive. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking about, and it's kind of funny. This drama is actually as engaging as episodes of the crowd, if not more so. And it's playing out in front of us. 
you know what the next drama is. You know what the next thing is. You could not write this better if it were an episode of The Crown. It's, I hate to say this, when Prince Phil kicks the bucket in the near future, the family has to get back together for that funeral. You know there's going to be drama there. That is an episode mm-hmm. of The Crown, essentially, right there. Yeah. So, and I think. But speaking I, of episodes of The Crown, we've been talking for almost 12 minutes. I don't think Prince Phil's out of the hospital the, yet, by the way. Just FYI. So yeah, we know. Curse <laughs> up to him. Of course he's not. He's not going to be until the minute after he turns 100. Okay. He's, they're going to like wheel him out, and he's like, he's th- and then he's going to kick the bucket. He's th- three months away from 100. So. Just he's going to be. He's gonna, you ever see that episode of Hannibal? Where they have the people alive to fertilize plants, but they're like long dead. Yeah, <laughs> Prince Phil has been dead for years. Uh, come on, just man. Keeping the, like, there's like a devolt battery in his heart. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Phil. I mean, well, Phil's the whole family's trash. And the one thing I want to leave, uh, you know, before we move on. So, Elizabeth issued a statement on this, and mm-hmm. in classic Elizabeth mode. She gave a four-sentence response, or four-line response. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Yet again, true to form, what does the Queen do? She does nothing. (laughs) She's old as, as heck. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So... There you have it. I think we can get to to the actual uh, crown, right? <laughs> let's get to, let's go from the current war to season four, episode ten, entitled "War." Yes, <laughs> let's let's get on with it. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. None. And we get the warning again. This is an eating disorder episode. We know that Diana is in the episode. There's not going to be another character they introduce that has that problem. I don't think oh, this boy. late in the season. <laughs> um. Start us off, Dave. What's this what's is, going on? This is a this is a tale of two stories. Really so is. let's get the one out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> that we don't really care too much about, and that is Agent Scully. <laughs> Thatch, the Thatch is on the loose. So we see in the first scene there is a a milk delivery to this guy's house. Uh huh. Sir Jeffrey and. and and in classic crown fashion, we don't know who he is, but we know he's got to do something. Mm-hmm. And he is Sir Jeffrey Howe. And, and Howe. he is a member of parliament? Yeah, he was like uh, one of the prime minister's uh, close members, right-hand man almost. Uh, and yeah, he's going to go speak in front of parliament, you know? And he's, he's resigning, a- and he's going to go let him know why. He's going to take a bat to what's going on. Yeah, and all of his cricket metaphors, which he makes like three of. It's a popular he sport te- He there. teased up the fact that he's going to make a ton of cricket metaphors, and he makes like three. Mm-hmm. And he ta- he's like, all right, I've done my metaphors. <laughs> Time for me to leave. It was a tight five minutes. Uh, yeah, he shared that you know he's loyal to Thatcher, but there's a conflict within, and she must resign. She's, she's got to leave. It's mm-hmm. 11 years and enough of the, the Iron Lady. Yeah, and uh, we see that uh, Prince Philip thinks this is hilarious. Yeah, he refers to uh, Julius Caesar. Everyone just kind of stabbing her in the back right there for everyone to see. Mm Mm-hmm. And And then we see that Thatcher comes to visit the queen. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And the queen's like, you think you think there's something we should talk about? And Thatcher's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna send some troops to the Gulf. Yeah, let's talk about the crisis in the Gulf. Uh, that, that's a real problem there. And Elizabeth's like, no, not the Gulf. Yeah. Well, well, and Thatcher says like something else, like, what about this? And she says, okay, Margaret, mm-hmm. enough is enough. You've read like we got to talk about this. Yeah. And then and then Margaret Thatcher calls it fake news. Yeah, she, she just kind of just doesn't think anything of it. it. It's almost like, you know, she's been in power for so long, she just can't fathom not being the prime minister. It's just beyond uh, conce- uh, her conception. Well, it's 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 what it is Trumpy to a point where where yeah. she goes, "I've read it in the newspaper. It's in the news." And then Thatcher says, "It depends on what newspaper you're reading." And then the Queen says. I saw it on the TV, and she says, "Depends on what channel you're watching." No, I think it's decidedly like, Trumpian. Like, I mean, oh, 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 yeah. Thank you, Peter Morgan. We can read read in between the lines here, man. We know you weren't in the room when this any of this stuff happened. Yeah, she she called, but she says it's an insignificant party squabble. Mm-hmm. That is nothing. But Elizabeth is like, "There's a strong tide running against uh, her," you know. Um. Hmm. And. Thatcher is just kind of she feels like you know they owe me their, their political lives you know she she made them she chose them and I wish they got into a little bit more of why they're turning against her specifically like what what's triggering it, it kind of just seems like eh, they're tired of her you know we don't see mm-hmm. them like her time is yeah. up yeah and I don't know it's just a reflection of like I feel like they've dropped in Thatch whenever they needed some drama between her and Elizabeth and stuff but I, I feel like we just didn't get a full picture on her this season of what she was doing as prime minister yeah, what was... Uh... I mean, the whole Fagan episode is kind of devoted to that in a lot of ways, but I feel like it doesn't address it head-on. It kind of circuitously tackles it. Yeah, I feel like we could have we wrapped Thatcher up maybe if we flip-flopped uh, the Avalanche episode with the Apartheid episode and just sort of left her there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it, like, back this to back This does feel like more. a lot of empty posturing to sort of move her. Yeah. Yep. And in that empty pos- posturing, she has one-on-one meetings with her entire cabinet mm-hmm. to say, like, are you on my side? What's going on? We're cool, right? Yeah. So, yeah, she did a, she did a number uh, on Britain over there, over those 11 years. And, I mean, just to jump ahead, uh, she ain't sticking around. <laughs> no, no. It, it This doesn't make any sense to me. This is such bad storytelling. Yeah. That we see that she goes starts going into these meetings. Mm-hmm. And then trying to get like allegiance from each of these people, like. And then she goes back to Queen Elizabeth, and she says, "You're the one that can give this to me. Like, you can give me well, legitimacy." We do see like of some of the people that she talks to one on one. You know, first they're like, "Yeah, no, I'm totally down with you," and then it turns to, "Well, maybe you could do this, or you're not you're not quite sticking with what's current here." I think I don't know. You're not working out for us, you know. So, so mm-hmm. she's, there is a bit of that illustration, but it a bit. A it, it's hard bit to tell montage what, what it is exactly. I I, I mean. I guess we could go read a history book, but um, and we and and there's nothing in the narrative that suggests the change is going to happen mm-hmm. that quickly because she the entire season she's been like backing saying no 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 I'm th- I'm Margaret Thatcher yeah you y'all saw what I did with the apartheid stuff I'm mm-hmm. I'm the boss you saw what I did to Ireland I'm the boss so she goes to the Queen and she's like you're the one that can make the public like me again and the Queen's like don't you think you should just retire and Thatcher's like. This is all I got. I mean, Thatcher says she wants to dissolve Parliament, and that's like the most mm-hmm. Trumpian thing I think Peter Morgan puts in here is just like, oh, this person wants to just destroy the whole government essentially, just for for them to maintain power. Mm-hmm. And they make such a point of it, and 
Dave, would you be shocked to know that never happened? That actually it was a very peaceful and amicable, you know, conversation she had with Elizabeth and, and, and her leaving this? Would you be shocked to find out that her trying to wanting to dissolve Parliament was completely fictionalized? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, is it a... Uh, is it... How, who's to say what really happened in those well, closed door meetings? There was a, there was a tell-all book or like a detailed book, and it, it never happened. It, it, it was a, it okay. was a lot more friendlier than this show is trying to make it seem. Um, but the crown, you know, it's the crown. Uh, so, yeah, as you're saying, Dave, Elizabeth gives the recommendation that she has followed her whole life: do nothing. That's your try it out. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take a load off? Yeah, it may work for you, but. I love how Thatcher flips it on her. It's like, well, yeah, of course you get away with doing nothing. You're the queen. <laughs> this, this is, mm-hmm. you know, you matter. I, I don't. Once I'm not the prime minister, doesn't it ain't enough? So how does Elizabeth make her feel better? She gives her the the medal from the end of Star Wars. <laughs> the, the gold medal. They, they didn't give to Chewbacca. She gives the one that they didn't give to Chewbacca. <laughs> gotcha. And she. She calls her in and she says, look, we had our problems, but let's talk woman to woman. Mm-hmm. So we're both mothers. We're both Christians. Same generation. So, yeah, we're in the same age range. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Here you go. I mean, go. the Order of Merit is like a big award to, to hand over, so. Is it 24 people ever? Yeah. It's a, or annually. Yeah, it's, I didn't it's quite a small get number that. of people. Either way, she, yeah. It, and, and. Yeah. Thatcher just takes it and walks away and like starts crying when she leaves. And they she breaks. The floodgates are open. Yeah, they're taking photos. It's like me me watching the end to end game. Like once it starts, it's not stopping. You, you cried during end game? Oh yeah. The whole last half hour. Wow. I was inconsolable. <laughs> I was the iron I was the iron late the iron man. You're cracked. sitting in the aisle just cradling cradling yourself crying. Mm-hmm. Uh like Thatcher here. Yeah, and I can see now, you know, I said last week, I don't understand why you give a Golden Globe to Jillian Anderson. Well, she puts on the fireworks, the, the waterworks here. Then I can see where she earns some awards for that, maybe. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't see it really no. still. Doesn't do it for uh, honestly, me. Honestly, my reaction to Thatcher leaving, all I could say was like, bye, Felicia. Like, I, I'm just glad it's over. Like, he, she was nothing, nothing but like a wet rag towards Elizabeth and wasn't fully drawn out for me to understand what her whole deal was aside from her just... yeah being difficult considering her role in history the show i think did a disservice to margaret thatcher's as a someone who had an 11 year tenure you know we get a couple of yeah. hiccups here and there but then like a lot of these if you want to make this seem a lot more drastic put her into some of these more diana charles based episodes or put her into the margaret episode with like a b plot or a c plot just to be there yeah i mean and then it would feel more justified having this sort of weeping exit after 11 years and the whole party turning on her. You yeah, know? and I know you and I were thankful that the episodes were so like shorter this year, where they're around like 50 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is an opportunity where you, you tack on an extra 10 minutes just to give us some more Thatcher stuff, maybe, to, to see her points of view. And Yeah, a little bit of the, the short shift, shrift, whatever. I can't get my words right. Yeah, so... Bye, Thatcher. See ya. I hardly knew you. I guess we could always watch the Meryl Streep movie, The Iron Lady, if we <laughs> want to put ourselves through that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. I got my fill. <laughs> All I knew is she opposed apartheid. It uh, wasn't down for it. Uh, wasn't great to Ireland. Yeah. So I, I don't want to know much more. 
I'm, I'm, we're, yeah, we're good. This is where we, it pays for us to, you know, we're Americans. We're just going to fall back on that. I'm sorry. Uh, there's more drama, though, on this episode of The Crown. It is to tale of two halves. Yeah, speaking of America. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Who is coming to America, Dave? On the boats, on the planes. Prin- Princess Diana. <laughs> She's coming to America. <laughs> She's coming to a pre, pre-Giuliani New York City. <laughs> Absolutely. And they do a decent job of making their British streets look like New York. It's it's definitely not New York, but mm-hmm. not the worst. Oh, they got a lot of actors, uh, extras of color to stand yes, around. Yes, they did. Yeah, they, they tried. Um. How how contrived did the street ball game appear? <laughs> I don't know. It looked real to me, honestly. I, I see okay. I see games of street ball over here. It, it looks looked legit. I mean, bef- before we get there for a second, though, Charles is complaining that Diana. He complain he's complaining to Elizabeth that Diana has resumed her affair with Major Hewitt, mm-hmm. and he has no option but to start a formal separation. And. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Prince Phil walks in and says, turn the TV on. There's some news. <laughs> yeah, check this thing out with that. Uh, yeah, but we see, yeah, Diana and Charles, they get together, and they go to watch their children play some some uh, football. Some uh, rugby. rugby. Uh, yeah, some rugby. Come on, man. Where, don't you remember? Fergus Souter? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Jimmy Love? I did watch all of that. <laughs> the English game. Uh, yeah, Charles is just going in. That she, you know, She's barely in, in a psychological state to... to support the crown so because he's, he's catching wind that they want to send her to, to new york and he's or she wants to go to new york and he's just like no this is, this is a terrible idea he mm-hmm. thinks now is this the scene where they're in, they're in the car yeah is that after the oh geez and she's like shouldn't we talk and he says it talking doesn't work for I us think that was just before the yeah they went to the the rugby game yeah and and oh goodness that's a that's a fun this you want to talk about earning your your awards mm-hmm. prince charles this this dude this whole episode, he, man. He does work in this episode. Yeah, he is turning into something so Old Josh O'Connor. He is turning into the Charles we know today, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but she you know, she wants to go to New York, and just four days. And as, as we mm-hmm. are seeing now with you know Harry and Meghan, you know, they keep a close eye on these people. They don't let them do these public ventures that I think Harry and Meghan really wanted to – they're eager to, to strike out and do. So this whole Diana mm-hmm. venture is – it's very unique, and it's kind of wild that they're going to let her go through with it because Charles really puts forth an effort, effort, effort to stop it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the the press is going crazy for this because they say that the the stops that Diana is making are not even stops that some of America's politicians would make. Yeah. Going to these impoverished hospitals and these sort of mm-hmm. less economically stable neighborhoods and meeting with the sick kid and hugging the sick kid. You know, you feel. Charles sees sees it as some kind of ego stroking. Yeah, I, I mean, they but, literally had a, a, a discussion, it seems like, with Charles on one side and Diana on the other side about, like, whether she was good to go on this trip, you know? Mm-hmm. And Diana's sick of it. She's complaining to Major Hewitt. And I don't know about you, Dave, but Major Hewitt has this look on his face of, like, I was just in it, you know, to have some fun. What, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> hey, he's not thrilled. Well, I mean, he's, he's like this. Is, okay, <laughs> this is what this is my life. <laughs> complain, complain. I get it. You know, um, yeah, it's not funny anymore. So she's yeah going to NYC without her kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they show the media there, but they do the zoomed out shot of the people waiting for her at the airport. It seemed rather small to me. <laughs> 
It's a, it's America versus uh, Australia, another nation in the Commonwealth, you know, or wherever some of these other places that have been fawning over her. Yeah. This is America, man, in the 90s. We got we got real heroes. I mean, that's another uh, fun thing the show does is uh, it's actually, uh, I think, February 1989 that she went to go visit, but they flip. Oh, okay. But they conflate that with November 1990 when Thatcher left office because, you know, <laughs> what mm-hmm. it is time. Uh, so, yeah, she's there. She's uh, retching in a hotel bathroom. But who's watching at home? Who is watching at home? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh, yeah. yeah, Camilla Camilla's paying close attention to this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's going through the mean streets of like old school New York, where like you know. Yeah, this is this is before Giuliani Times Square. Yeah, which is cool. like that's crazy. That's good for her. Like you know, that, like like mm-hmm. you're saying, these, these are streets that regular folk want to go down, and we get to see the moment that. I think is probably one of the most iconic things she 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 did, you know, which was mm-hmm. she goes to the hospital to, to visit sick children, and one of them has HIV, which was people were heavily afraid of in, in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And she hugs a child that's HIV positive, and that really started to set forth this whole notion of like, oh, these people aren't nuclear. You can get close to them, and and you know, you're not going to get AIDS mm-hmm. just because you touch them. It was a huge huge moment. What do you think the major thought of that? He, he's like not not tonight yeah he, we've got to run some tests yeah. ah, man come on now that, <laughs> I don't know about that Joe that's not funny um, but I mean in a lot of ways this is where Diana kind of started to outshine the crown in terms of visibility she, she was mm-hmm. doing something that Elizabeth wasn't <laughs> you know putting forward you know good work in the world mm-hmm. and uh, yeah Camilla's watching while taking a drag and yeah, she has a conversation with uh, with Charles on, on where things are headed with them too. Yeah, she says this ain't gonna work because you think anyone's gonna take my side over her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as an audience, we're like, no, yeah, no. Public opinion takes about another twenty something years to come back around to you and be like, you know what, the Camilla's not that bad. I think it- well, it was not her fault, really. Yeah. I think it's, and they do make a good episode. They make a point where Charles, they're like, is it? I forget exactly which point of the episode it mm-hmm. is, where Diana and Charles are arguing, and and he's like, if you got a problem, why don't you bring it up to the people that made us get married? And it's like, oh no, one of them got killed by the Irish. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> facts. Uh, but yeah, I think it was like only over the past like ten years or like around William getting married, that people start to be like, you know, Camilla isn't the worst, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. Uh, and we see, um, what we we see. Where was I going? I mean, she that? does have that speech about you know people want a fairy tale, and mm-hmm. this would not represent a fairy tale if we were to get together. And so she pretty much tells Charles like, we can't get married now. This just it can't happen. Mm-hmm. She says, "I'm just the mistress. And the world doesn't like the mistress." Yep. So this sends Prince Charles then go see uh, Diana when she comes back from her trip. Her trip of exquisite selfish selfishness. Yeah, as he said. I mean, she was proud because she, you know, it wasn't a disaster. She, she. Oh, she's like, aren't you got to, you got to congratulate me. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you over. I'm doing the work. Like, if this was wrestling, it's the manager who's getting Charles over. It's like the person on the microphone who's getting the the wrestler over. Oh yeah, she. You know, she she's going to representing everybody mm-hmm. and on the media circuit. Yeah, 
Meanwhile, and then Charles says, "No, mm-hmm. not on my watch." Yeah, he looks darker around his eyes in the scene. Is he? You know who this? You know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of Kylo Ren in this. Really? Scene. I saw like Palpatine actually. Oh, I was just how dark he was around his it, eyes. Definitely some some darkness in this boy. That's for sure. He is absolutely on the dark side. He looks literally darker around his eyes, like he's up to something. He's, and, and this is, whoo, this is a scene. Shout this is a you know, scene. Calling out her theatrical hugs, covering you know, herself in glory. And she's like, you won't even hug your kids. And he says, I'll hug who I want to hug. Absolutely. Uh, and then, oh, and then it comes up. He says, you got, her, you got me mad. You got her mad. And she says, who is her? And he says, it's Camilla, man. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, you know who it is. And he says, because I care about her morning, moon, and night. Okay. I, a, I, think, I don't want to tell him that moon and night are the same th- you know, thing. But You sure he doesn't say noon and night? Could be. Could. <laughs> Did you have captions on? Yeah, I have captions on. I guess I got to run it back. And it said moon? I thought he said moon and night. But <laughs> apologies to, to the caption uh, writers at, at Netflix. I didn't read, uh, read carefully. They didn't ca- no, maybe they didn't catch it. Maybe Netflix is... The moon is getting them. <laughs> or Peter Morgan, whoever wrote this episode, is getting it. Yeah. This is Peter Morgan. He is the writer. Yeah. So Camilla, it's who he wants. You know? Mm-hmm. And he he refuses to be blamed anymore for this. <laughs> Cause, you know. And I kind of feel I kind of feel for Charles. I, yeah. I don't think he's a he's not a great guy. No, I mean But it's like we saw from the get go, mm-hmm. he really didn't feel good about this. Within the narrative of the show you do have some sympathy for him because you understand where he comes from, how mm-hmm. poor parenting he, much poor parenting he received. And, and he's a product of, of the crown. And it's a shame because it seems like he's, you know, trash in real life now. And he's been that way. And the show actually maybe being more kind to him than he actually even deserves. Mm-hmm. But you really see it. It really is just, he is just a reflection of everything that's off with that family and, and that whole royal system. Yeah, definitely. And we go to Christmas. Well, we do see Diana, you know, leave and then try to do what she usually does, which is, you know, wretch and stuff, but she stops herself. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it anymore. Ain't going to do it. Good. I'm good. All more power to her. Yeah. There's no need for that. Yeah. Everyone talks about it, you know? But, I, I, he, you know, he does say, if you have a complaint about not being loved or appreciated, take up with the people who arranged it. And as you said, Dave, we're at Christmas. Well, yeah, and, and we see her going at a, what's his name? Charles Dance's tomb spitting. <laughs> she says, you did this to me. I don't think she spits at the tomb. You didn't see that scene? That, that scene must have gotten cut from your version <laughs> that of too. Oh, yeah, I'm just watching some alternate <laughs> cut here. I was I was legitimately waiting for her to say something to the Queen Mother. Like I was really hoping we get. I that. mean, she tried because we see a we see a shot no the, of the Queen Mother. Oh, not, the queen, not Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. The Queen Mother. Because mm-hmm. we see a shot of of the sort of group shots where poor Helena Bonham Carter spends her last moments in the Crown. In in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we see. I, I think like is Diana gonna like cut through and be like, "Hey, Queen Mother, you did this. You did." This. Yeah. But no, no, she wants to talk to Elizabeth. Elizabeth's like, I don't got the time. I got to go tend to the, what is it, the, chi- the, do- the I got to feed the dogs. The dogs, that's what it is, yeah. And then she's loving those, She, lo- I mean, we know she loves the corgis, but she mm-hmm. is, 
fawning over those. I dogs. mean, they're they're cute dogs. Why not? Um, I mean, Charles also wanted to talk to Elizabeth too. You know <laughs> that he's suffering. Oh, and he get, he gets his time. Yeah, Elizabeth tells him straight up, like you know, if you want to be king, you gotta start behaving like one. <laughs> Done. She says you're not suffering. Mm-hmm. She says it's a spoiledless, immature man who's endlessly complaining, and a spoiled, immature woman who are endlessly complaining. And she's not wrong. And she says you will not separate or divorce. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Yeah. The only thing in all of this is she doesn't realize how much at fault she is for what is going on. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, a bit. Just a little bit. But you know who we actually get more of a send-off on than even Elizabeth? Prince Phil. Great scene. Great scene. Oh boy. Great great, sort of, great heel turn, too, I thought. Yeah. They, I mean, they also start... He looks old in this episode, too, all of a sudden. Is it? Him and Gillian Anderson look especially older. Yeah. Like they made like Jillian Anderson's clothes like a size smaller, so she looks like, mm-hmm. like decrepit. Yeah. So Prince Phil, he's he's in the, a room. He comes to visit Diana because she's by herself on a bed. And he, you know, he tells her like, you know, we can be a rough bunch, this family. And you know, even Charles, you know, we we all think he's quite mad. He understands that Charles is. I think he, you know, mm-hmm. they're more or less saying, you know, he doesn't like his son that much, based on <laughs> everything we've seen. Uh. But she's trying to tell him, if she can't talk to Elizabeth, she's trying to tell him, like, if I can't get love and security, clear echoes to what we heard this past week from Meghan Harry, she wants to break away. Mm-hmm. But he's not He's not about that. Mm-hmm. He, he also, he says, he says, dear, you, you will come around. And she says, I don't think that's going to happen, Phil. I mean, he... And, and then we see, Phil, you want to see someone turn heel, you see it in his face. Yeah. He's like... I guess we're not the same. Yeah. He, he, but then he says probably the strangest line that, that his son would be a fan of. He said, when I saw that 13-year-old princess who would become the queen, I didn't know. And Prince Andrew's like, what, 13-year-old, 13-year-old oh, where? Jesus Christ, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. But but he, he says, like, pretty pointedly, and it's almost like, yeah, I'm getting like Revenge of the Sith uh, uh, vibes, where like the clouds start to shift when Anakin's like making a choice. Where he says to Diana, uh, you know, he doesn't recommend breaking away; that it won't end well for her. And it sounds like almost like a veiled threat, but it also an allusion to what we know what will happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, he says like he tries to appeal to her, saying that you know we're both outsiders; we weren't born into this royalty like everyone else, but they are different. <laughs> When he said when he says that and and she's like I gotta leave anyway his face, mm-hmm. you know if, if that's if if his son is Kylo I feel like he's Hayden. What do you mean? He like Phil has gone from the gone to the dark side all of a sudden. Yeah, like he's he's our guy. We're like, all right, he's always we been know. on the dark side a little bit. Phil is he's but he's more he's more the emperor in his face now. Yeah, I, Phil's like a Qui Gon Jinn type. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go no, in, he's, not. Don't give he, he's like towing the line more on the the bad side, but you know, but now he's definitely on the. Quagon is not towing the line. <laughs> go listen to well, our Star Wars. Yeah, episode he didn't live long enough to tell. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, we 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 see you know, Phil giving a speech, and they they cut across each of the family members. We get a reflection of uh, uh, Charles with his clown makeup on <laughs> one last time. Uh, mm-hmm. We see uh, Margaret and stuff, and he's 
telling Diana, you seem to be confused as to, you know, who matters in this family, you know, mm-hmm. and who it is. And he's pretty much telling her, fall in line. This, Elizabeth is the only person that matters. You didn't realize this is what mm-hmm. you're signing up for. You are the sideshow to her. And he, he said, it was like Walter White, like she is the one who knocks. Yeah. And again, I keep getting the echoes of the Megan Harry where like, yeah, Megan didn't realize what she was signing up for was something where she was literally going to be sil- silenced the whole time because it's all about mm-hmm. the crown, the royalty, you know, the people who are playing the biggest role here. So yeah, she's the, she's legit two generations from being like the current monarch. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know Elizabeth. We, we don't know how much, much more fuel that tank has. She got plenty left in the tank. She's got another 10 years. Could very well be. Uh, so yeah we see Diana in a very nice dress and she comes downstairs the family just genuinely generally ignores her <laughs> and we see we see the, the moment where like Phil is walking down or not Phil where Charles is walking down mm-hmm. and we see this sort of distance between Charles and Philip where there's no world where those two can talk mm-hmm. you know they're not on the same page no and the show does something unique usually in the past few seasons they've typically closed with like a closing shot in Elizabeth's face you know Mm-hmm. In, in some kind of manner, here it finishes on Elizabeth on on Diana. Yeah, because with like a camera flashing and she's not smiling. Yeah, because clearly, I mean, she is representing the the royal future in a lot of ways of, of how things will change. It's it's not Elizabeth at the moment; it is Diana's moment. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we won't get more with Emma Corrin. We, we're we're moving on to uh, I think Elizabeth Debicki is re- replacing her in the next season mm-hmm. at the end of next year so she did a great job honestly <laughs> yeah she was very youthful yeah and, and I th- very convincing I, I, I bought into it yeah definitely Good. Not, she was she was uh, I, I didn't feel as strongly as I did with O'Connor as Charles I, I thought he was standout oh, yeah. in that scene where they fight I, I think I think he's been great the whole time Josh O'Connor he's, he's really good um so yeah and Wait, what's the age difference between Debicki and, and Corrin? Uh not that significant, but let's not forget that Diana's significantly younger than Charles as well. So Corrin is twenty five and Debicki is She's like thirty. Yeah, she's thirty two. Mm-hmm. And you gotta figure that she's not she's not gonna be on maybe the whole season even, right. you know, like who who knows when that will be part of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but good good finale. Was this a good finale? Yeah, <laughs> was it? Do you think so? We ask ourselves. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, absolutely. Charles Diana stuff was good. The Thatcher stuff was a letdown. I mean, yeah. So I'm gonna you know considering the Thatcher stuff wraps up with like ten minutes left, we get a lot of ripe Charles and Diana stuff to end the episode. So yeah, I'll give it to. Yeah, I'll, I'll get good it finale. Good. I mean, it it left me wanting to watch the next season, and it made me kind of bummed that we have to wait so long. Actually, so mission accomplished and we know we get mcnulty yeah we, we do we get jimmy mcnulty uh professional adulterer in real life <laughs> uh featured on an eminem album is it a, a dominic uh, uh dominic west there's i think it's uh what's the eminem show has a song called dr west really let me look let me make sure that's the right album and it's just a sketch where uh where Dominic West is is like a doctor talking to 
Eminem. We'll, we'll, we have plenty of time to talk about Dominic West when the crown comes back around. Uh, let's get to the power it's, rankings. It's not the Eminem show. Okay. Let's get to the power rankings. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who do you have going down, Dave? Well, number three going down, I got Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Because she gets this uh, this uh, very prestigious award, but let's not forget the Iron Lady cracks. She, she's she's done for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's it's just you know, pretty pretty bad send off too. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Well, at number three, I got Camilla Parker Bowles. Uh, she's realizing okay. that she will never be Diana, and she's just going to always be the other lo- woman, and that's a depressing moment for her, heavy moment. Mm-hmm. That's fair. At number two, I, I got Charles. Uh huh. Because we see Charles. Charles gets the attention that he he wants from these people mm-hmm. to complain about how he want doesn't want to be with Diana. Yeah. But they shut him down to his face, so he's respectfully told. You're you're sticking through this, mm-hmm. even though he he's miserable and he's he is miserable. You know, like we want to make it like Charles is the antagonist here and Diana is the protagonist. Yeah, they're two bad people in a bad relationship. Like it's bad romance, quite literally. Yeah. Uh, well, number two, I got Margaret Thatcher because same reasons as you outlined, Dave. She is out and gone, and Sayonara. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. have it. Don't let the door hit you. Bye, Felicia. You're gone again. Yep. Okay. Well, number one, I got Diana because it's uh, the New York thing is huge. It's huge, mm-hmm. but the season ends with this look of like it ain't the whole the, the whole last act is them saying like this is you watch yourself fall in line <laughs> okay well uh, number one i got prince charles the okay. dude is just trash through and through <laughs> all, all to everyone around him he's unhappy the entire episode nothing goes right for him whatsoever and he doesn't answer his son's calls yeah he doesn't do that so i hope you know he turns a new leaf next season but i don't see it happening Mm-hmm. So hey, who knows? No McNulty's charming. Yeah, I looked it up, Dave. It's a relapse that Dominic West uh, got spotted on. <laughs> For anyone who's curious, oh out boy, that's a bad, that's, that's a bad that's album. Very bad. Yeah. All right. Well, who do you, who do you have going well, on? Number three, I got Diana. The the her okay. New York venture is hugely important and very. It's very much a great moment for you know the whole scare with HIV and, and stuff like that. So credit to her i mean she's she goes through a lot she overcomes her retching for a moment she's not doing that anymore mm-hmm. it's enough to to put her in the in the w column okay i mean it wasn't a very positive episode this is a tough one to come up with upward power rankings so i got a i got thatcher's opposition because after all this time of her sort of manipulating and reconfiguring to get things that she wants mm-hmm. can't last forever yeah and well, well to that point i got sir jeffrey at number two he he's the first one to come with a bat and, and lay it down and get you know the opposition working against uh, or just you know stirring opposition against Thatcher to get her out. So hats off to Sir Jeffrey Ha. Yeah, good. Job. Okay, okay, I'll give it to Sir Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I got well, I got number two. I got Prince Philip. Okay, he's got he's got one interjection. That's the funniest part of the episode. It is great. Yeah, when he changes the channel, and he's like, "Look, look at this!" And then the scene with with Diana is a huge, huge flex from Philip, and the the, the visualization of him with distance from his son, mm-hmm. 
was very emphatic and and poignant. But I, I, that scene with him and Diana is a he, it's a scene stealing promo. Like he, why is he not getting discussion for awards? I don't know honestly. Uh, I think well he's not. We didn't really get a Prince Phil episode this past season. The only season we episode we got of the two seasons was the one with like the Apollo landing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, aside from maybe the Balmoral uh, test, you know, where he's he's a little bit more involved. He doesn't do much this season aside from. I feel like multiple times show up like, have you seen this on TV? Do you guys see this on TV? And like, I feel like he's just perpetually watching TV this season. But he, he's really very yeah, good. He's fun. In that scene. Like, it's a very great scene where you're kind of like, okay, so he's trying his best to be relatable, yeah. but when he can't, he can just go into the mode of, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is what we're here for. Because he's suffered from this. Yeah. He's had identity crisis. In the first two seasons, it's all about him getting in line. Yeah. Well, number one, it's just got to be Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. It's all about her. She lays the law down so hard on Charles. And it is, as you said, David, it's all about her. you got to fall in line. And she is numero uno. That's it. That's it, and that's all, folks. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Power to the queen. (laughs) Yet again. So that that's the end, end of this. I'm gonna miss this cast. Yeah, we said it last time. Which uh, we'll talk about. I was, I was gonna say a big question. I'll save it for next time we talk about mm-hmm. the whole season. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to add to that. We'll save it for our, our larger discussion on the past two seasons. So yeah, that's that episode. And um, Dave, what else have you been watching, man? Aside from the Crown. Well, I made a big big leap. I've been thinking about making for a long time. Oh, yeah. So I've been watching a lot of movies, uh-huh. and I I was thinking, man, I like I, I don't want to watch a movie tonight. I want to watch something that's like shorter than a movie. Mm-hmm. So I started after many years. I started The Sopranos, wow. where every episode is like an hour at least, right? It's well, no, they're like we. This is like pre The Wire okay. at this point. So see, I'm like four or five into season one, mm-hmm. and they're like fifty five with like a two minute intro and. So it moves. Correct me if I'm wrong. The fifth episode, of the first season. I haven't watched Sopranos, but it's the one where he goes to the college, right? I haven't. So maybe I only watched four. Because that's like I know is like regarded as like one of the best episodes of the show, or like made people realize, oh, this is something different. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you're liking it though? Oh yeah, it's great. Okay, it's 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 just a bunch of Italian people just screwing around. <laughs> that sounds like your kind of entertainment, yeah. Anything else? Um, no, no, I would <laughs> nothing really. Yeah. It's just because what we were, yeah, no, it's just it's just the, just Tony and the gang. There you go. What about you? Any any? What's Corey watching? Well, I watched uh, Emma, uh, the Jane mm-hmm. Austen adaptation from last year, starring Anya Taylor Joy, and I'm familiar with the Emma story just because I've watched I watched Clueless uh, a few times, which is very good adaptation of Emma and mm-hmm. I would say better than this one this one is okay it, it, it's very straightforward there's some nice comic bits it was just a good straightforward adaptation it does have um, what's called the guy who plays Prince Andrew on on the crown not Andrew um, the youngest one the youngest uh, brother uh, Prince Edward mm-hmm. in the background he doesn't actually have any lines but he's there uh, as like one of the house people but it also has Josh O'Connor as Mr. Elton he is great in it like it really like opened my eyes to see like the range that he has because he's just like just a com- comedic doofus in it he's so over the top 
this Josh O'Connor guy, like he's going places. Like I, I would watch more stuff with him. He's he's good. No, I was thinking watching watching him. Would he be a good? What's the guy from Pride and Prejudice? The priest, Mr. Collins. Would he? Would he be a good Mr. Collins, I mean, or is he too good looking? That is essentially the character he's playing in Emma, in a lot of ways, because he is like a, a priest mm-hmm. in, in uh, Emma, and uh, a doofus uh, in some ways, or just kind of like um, just over the top, full of himself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you get all like seeing Josh O'Connor in this, you'll probably enjoy Emma. So, I recommend on that. And aside from that, I watched a couple of Ernie Murphy movies, just going back and mm-hmm. doing some some history catch up for me so uh training places in 48 hours i don't think i've ever seen 48 hours and coming to america or train uh, yeah the second one coming to, to america. america i see the he held up two fingers for the audience <laughs> yeah. coming to america was was fine it, 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 it was it, i don't know what people were expecting from it. it it hit my low bar that i had set you know of just like nostalgia I, I enjoyed it on that level so how does how does it deliver on its mission statement against Bill and Ted 3. You know, the way with the distance between the two. I mean, not as well. Bill and Ted 3, I think there was a lot of thought that went into that one to like really tie it mm-hmm. all together. And yeah, I think Bill, Bill and Ted 3 is a little bit more witty about it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Training Place is not as funny as I've as, as I'd heard. Or, it's Ackroyd, yeah, it's right? Ackroyd. It's Ackroyd. It's fun, but it, it's not as uproarious as people think. 48 Hours is virulently racist and sexist and homophobic and it's wrong in all the wrong ways I also kind of liked it because it's you know it's a 70s crime movie you know what you're signing up for when you watch it it came out in 82 but it, it's a Walter Hill directed movie you know what it is mm-hmm. and it really I just got a newfound appreciation for Eddie Murphy from that movie because like there's a scene where he sticks it to like the white man and it's so good you see a star being made right in that moment you can literally see the goalposts being moved forward for the first time since like in the heat of, in the heat of the night i highly recommend 48 hours it's, it's, it's dope <laughs> and how's nick nolte nick nolte looks like a mess he has never not looked like a mess in movies and he is he, he literally looks like trash <laughs> he's great it's so good all right <laughs> uh yeah it's entertaining there's a reason why it's, it's well regarded so there's that okay well next week we'll be back to wrap up the past two seasons of the crown mm-hmm. break down the power rankings and uh you heard us spitball it here first i guess we're gonna watch the interview for our patreon for our upstairs tier for our march yeah we'll, we'll get to that and uh oh wait actually not march april because march we're wrapping up pride and prejudice right so next month and yeah, we'll figure it out uh, yeah either way or maybe we'll do it for the downstairs yeah. tier we'll figure yeah. it out <laughs> It won't be long now. Uh, So, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can also leave us a review on iTunes if you so choose. And there is a Patreon out there for more content. There's a. Mm hmm. There's our. There's merch. Yeah. On our T Public, on our Twitter, pinned tweet up top. Lords of Grantham at Gmail. There's that. So. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. I mean, I I was thinking around this time last year. In the middle of the pandemic, early in the pandemic, we got a very uh, scathing review of of our coverage of the crown, and it kind of it kind of hit us in a a soft spot because we we're just like we're just trying to do this in this pandemic. Yeah, and it was one of those things that I don't want to say that we we bowed to the person writing the review because I think our coverage has remained somewhat similar to what it was, mm-hmm. but it's 
you know, it's one of those things that I feel like here we are a year later, we've wrapped this show for everything that's there. And I think, I think we did a really good job overall. Yeah, we came around. You know, we, we took we took our time. We did it right. You know, we, we took the breather that we needed with the English game. We took another down breather. The- yeah, with down. And I think it, it, it all kind of worked out in the end. I'm glad we've covered the crown. Yeah, and, and we got it there. So if you if you've, are someone that jumped on on the crown, go back and watch Down Abbey if you like our coverage. Or if you have something else that you want us to cover, you know, there's a lot of uh, shows in the world. Yeah. So... We're still an open book. We have some some short-term plans, but nothing long-term. So We'll get there. But until then... Indeed. It's Lord's Grant. So long. So long to all the cast. Olivia Coleman. Bye-bye. Or well, I guess we'll talk about him next we'll week. We'll talk about so. next week. Let's, let's wait. All right. Yeah. Bye. Later.